Hello, guys. Just before we start the podcast, I just want to plug a little thing of ours that we've got going on. We are now live on TikTok, and we are also over on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Talk Nonsense Pod on all of those platforms, and we'd really appreciate a follow, you know, some likes, interaction, anything like that. We appreciate all of it. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hello guys and welcome back to season one, episode two of the Cal and Dom Talk Nonsense podcast. With Cal, we have made it to episode two and obviously, like I say, I'm speaking to Cal. Cal Nickel, how are you doing? Not so bad, mate. A little bit under the weather today, but we soldier on in the name of nonsense, don't we? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we've got a jam-packed episode for you. My name, of course, is Dominic Croft. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cal and Dom Talk Nonsense, as well as the fact that we have a very own, um, well, my own uh, YouTube channel as well as the Spotify that we have. So please go on Spotify and give ourselves a five-star review as well as give it a listen because, you know, we love to talk nonsense and sometimes about football. But today we're going to talk about the Champions League, what's happened Maybe not on the Wednesday, but Cal, you want to talk about Liverpool? We're going to talk about yeah. Spurs with a, a very own guest, a very first guest on this episode, Charlie Skeggs, friend of the pod, um, and a very well-informed Spurs fan. We've got questions in. We've got a Warrington review. Again, yeah. Cal, uh, I know you're a Warrington fan. I'll talk to you about that in a second. We've got Random Football of the Week, like usual. Nonsense Hall of Fame, obviously. My favourite. And something that I didn't think would last this long, Gavin Thoughts has returned. <laughs> clinging on, on for dear life. <laughs> yes, man. It's clinging on like... Um, what is it clinging on like, Cal? What clings for, on? For dear life? We'll take that, won't we? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of something maybe a bit more... <laughs> we'll, we'll pass that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll end with the quiz. Um, but, Cal, how has your week been, first and foremost? Good, mate. It's uh, been action-packed. We've um, obviously been looking forward to the football and obviously watching Liverpool last night. I think, you know, talking about the Champions League, you know, they these are the nights that you, you want to be there for. And uh, Watching Liverpool last night, absolutely superb. It was just a brilliant performance. It was good to watch Liverpool, like how I remember watching Liverpool over the last few years. And I think it was... Uh, I spoke to you before the pod about a couple of players that have, you know, had a lot of stick recently. You shut a few people up last night and, you know, people say it might only be Rangers, things like this. But it's Champions League football, mate. And, you know, there's never an easy game in the Champions League. And I mean that. Um, so, you know, looking at the performance as a whole, I was made up uh, with some brilliant players. But the first person that I would like to touch on is a certain Trent Alexander-Arnold, who has had it all in the papers this last week or two weeks, really, since the international break about not getting a minute for Southgate in this international period. And then, yeah, to come back and from a really, really tough performance at the weekend against Brighton, he didn't play well at all. Um, loads of criticism in the week and came through, scored an absolute stunner of a free kick and had a brilliant game, got a clean sheet and um, one man of the match, which obviously... Speaks for itself, doesn't it? I was made up for Trent. I think as soon as he scored the goal, you could see it was a big sigh of relief. And it seemed to help him a lot in his actual play afterwards. Um, the goal went in. 
he celebrated buzzing and then yeah, just seemed to play a bit more freely like he used to with a bit more looking forward as opposed to worrying about this defensive criticism. He was thinking, no, if, I, if I'm attacking, like we can kill them off without even thinking about the defending side of things. And and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I was made up with Trent. Um, that was probably my biggest point to make about Liverpool. But a couple of others about Kostas Simikas is worth a mention. He was brilliant. I think he got the Carlsberg man of the match. He was superb. And uh, a certain Darwin Nunes who had started for the first time in a long time. And he was, there's still people talking on Twitter now saying that he was rubbish and he didn't score the goals and things like this. But I think if you watch the game back, you you know exactly why we bought him for reasons like this. The runs in behind and, you know, his physicality and his speed and awareness. You think Alan McGregor was absolutely brilliant last night and, you know, for an older player, fair play to him. But any other day, that's a hat trick. And, I think that's all he needs now is that goal, whether it's the scruffiest little goal you can ever see in your life. As long as he gets that goal now, I think he'll be absolutely fine because some of the play, you think that's... I think that there is our team for the season now. We played a 4-2-3-1 uh, with Jota in behind Nunes, Diaz and Salah on either wing. Uh, but we, we actually started Henderson and Thiago and dropped Fabinho, which was an interesting one, but you can rotate that. I suppose that gives us a little bit more rotation in the midfield. So, yeah, just wanted to take my hat off to those three, to be honest. It was all brilliant and we've had a lot of stick recently, Liverpool, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really good and shut Rangers up and yeah, didn't give him much of a sniff, to be honest. Yeah, I think the expectation of Liverpool right now is, uh, you know, an all-time high probably in the last 30 years, you'd say. So any sort of like small dip like you had a couple of seasons ago when you didn't have your centre-backs. It, it is going to be very apparent and obviously City will be the same if they ever lose three games in a row. It's very looking very unlikely uh, right now but um, well, could, you know, could because of a certain freak up front for them. But um, <laughs> Any sort of slip, especially under Jurgen Klopp um, but I think the, the biggest thing that I could say about this Liverpool team is you're probably in your second transition as a, as a football. Well, it's probably third, really, because you had your first couple of seasons where you need to get it right. You had the, the, the second three seasons where you got it right. And usually teams go into transition where they have three seasons. And that's the biggest thing that Trax Ferguson got completely right, wasn't it, over the the, the, se- the few seasons? Yeah. Probably why he's one of the best managers ever to live because he went through six or seven different transitions and and still got it right completely every single time. Look at the likes of Jose Mourinho at Chelsea were there for three seasons and then left. Arsene Wenger got it right a couple of times but then sort of faltered in the last 10 seasons. He wasn't doing much but this is a really pivotal stage for Liverpool right now and I think Darwin Nunes is probably the right person up front. It's just a case of going back to because you were trying to do the same sort of tactics with Darwin Nunes up front, and I don't think that would really suit him. We said that at the start of the season, and he got away with it with a goal in the, in the community shield, but I think that this one really does suit him. I, I watched the, I didn't watch the game personally because I was watching another one, but I watched the highlights, and if, if it wasn't for an Alan McGregor masterclass, he would have had two or three at least. Exactly, and I think that's... I'm glad that you touched on that, actually, about the tactics, because that was the biggest frustration for me was... Firstly, the comparisons with Haaland, they're very lazy, obviously, we both know that. But talking about the formation, I think we're very naive to ask. We've been playing a false 9-4-3-3 for, yeah. what, five years now. And then you bring a, a massive, speedy, athletic number nine in who scored goals for fun in Portugal. And you 
you play in the same way yeah. and it, it doesn't, yeah. it's never going to work. And I think touching on the Community Shield, it was interesting actually when he came on, um, when Carvalho was playing as well, when he came on as well, they sort of did drift into that where he was more of in a cam role. And, um, and that's where we found a bit of luck. And so it got to that point, you think, right, that's how we're going to play. He comes on against Fulham, exactly the same. We shift to that more dynamic approach. The crosses come in, he scores a goal and then gets an assist for Mohamed Salah. Um, So I think, you know, the red card didn't do him any favours, did it? But um, I think that last night is something really to build on for Darwin now. And I think he really, really needed it. And I made up for him because, listen, you can say what you want about the chances and whether he scores or he doesn't score. But we'll see. I think if if he continues to play like that, I think he'll be absolutely fine. And I'm excited to watch him more in the future. Yeah, and the last point I'll say is I'm not trying to compare it, but look at Thierry Henry in the first season in the Premier League. He did nothing and they became one of the best ever. So don't judge him from the first season. Um, I think next one we'll go to is obviously Tottenham Hotspur, the other uh, team. Um, we'll briefly touch on them until we go to Charlie in the next uh, sort of segment. But um, I think. I think Spurs, you know, I, I don't think the sort of hysteria over Spurs and the sort of, the, the sort of, the, how well Arsenal are doing, I think the media has a sort of a stronghold on Spurs right now. And I don't think that um, it's really deserved, to be honest with you. I think they've only lost one this season. But mm. um, any any sort of little thoughts before we jump onto the, uh, our first guest of the pod? Yeah, I, th- I agree in the main part, but I would say that um, I do feel like, they're being talked about up there, but I, I do really think that they're, they're riding the luck. And really. obviously they found out last night that it's it's hard to beat some teams. And, you know, it's Sporting Lisbon the other week. They, they they were beaten by them. They beat they scored two in the last two minutes and, and beat Spurs, Sporting Lisbon. So I think they can be found out. And obviously we found out in the North London derby, which we'll touch on with Charlie. I'm sure he'll be delighted to hear us say that. But um, yeah, we're just, I think... They'll be okay. I'm sure they'll be right up there, but yeah, just I'm not as convinced as some maybe this season for Spurs. Yeah, so I like like you say, I I, I do so I feel like I'd be a hypocrite right now straight away, but um I do think they're getting away with a couple of games, but I think they are a better team than than some other people suggest. But what we'll do right now is we'll we'll quickly jump into our first interview of the podcast, Charlie Skeggs. And Cal, I guess you're going to do the intro for that one, so take it away. Right, so we are here now live with a good friend of mine, a good friend of the pods. It is Mr. Charlie Skeggs, a musician based in Liverpool who comes from North London, who's also a big, massive Tottenham fan. Charlie, how are you doing, mate? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm all right. Good to see you guys. Happy cheers for having me on. As I say, uh, obviously, talking about the lovely Spurs, we'll get onto that, but uh, I have been better, but obviously, uh, happy to see you guys today. So we'll start off on a good note, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant stuff, mate. Uh, I'll have to bring you right down to earth now, though. We'll start talking about That's Tottenham. Fine. Uh, so just talking about last night, really, to start off with, what were your thoughts on the performance against Frankfurt? Um, I honestly... I could say, because I could go on a massive bashing spree, and I'm not going to, obviously, because it's still kind of raw. But with a level head, I'd say I was I was never worried. I think that it probably came down to the fact that this is an issue Spurs are going to have if they don't change their tactics quickly, which is what someone on the studio last night said, which was that it's all well and good sitting back against 
you know, big teams like your cities, your Liverpools, you know, and your Real Madrid's if we get to play them in the Champions League. But it's like, but when you get, when you come up against teams like the level of Frankfurt, no disrespect to them, we need to take it to them. We've got, even though maybe not bedded in yet, a really good front three there who can all score goals. And they were just a bit toothless at times. And I think that I'm not going to lose my head and say, oh, it's all over. But it seems to be a kind of typical Spursy thing that, they once, if we have a little knock in form, it does sometimes have a knock on effect. Like the North on the Derby trend, we'll probably talk about in a bit. But it's like, it's it's this first thing of like, if we lose a touch of confidence, it's kind of infectious. And I'm just hoping that Conte, with all his you know experience he's got, can knock that out of them because it does just seem to be an inherent thing that we have. And last night, it showed that it was like we were capable of a goal, but a lot of it we were just always just missing something at the end. And I think a lot of that is nerves around this just irk on our back all the time about being spursy yeah and you know i I completely agree i remember watching the highlights um when i got in last night i was watching liverpool last night but um went and saw the highlights uh when we knew we was getting you on the pod and uh looks at the stats as well i think the stats was the biggest thing for me looking back at it um even possession less goal attempts less shots on target um and the question that i probably want to ask is Looking at Spurs this season, I think we mentioned it in a previous pod, they seem to be um, getting away with results, obviously, up until the last two. They seem to be just scraping over the line, just having enough to get over the line, get the result. Um, So does it seem like the looks ran out a bit for Spurs? I think you're dead right. I'm not just saying, you know, it's always good to say things in hindsight, but I've been saying it throughout, especially the Chelsea game. I think the Chelsea game was, was luck completely because that game as you know there's different elements to it whether it was the bloody hair pull that Romero did or lots of different things that was a a prime example and it kind of was two sides of a coin which was on the one side you're dead right I've always said we're not playing our best we were scraping results and maybe the other side of that coin is maybe that's what the, the good teams do while they're not necessarily completely playing their best football good managers and good teams do just grind out results. And I remember saying to my lovely fiance Beth, we were watching the game of last night, I was like, this could be the making of what Spurs are. Because I say Conte is quite a pragmatic coach in that sense. He does sit back. He likes the counter-attack. He understands we've got that. But I also said, but we're, we're, we are riding our luck a bit. And the Chelsea game was certainly paving over a load of cracks. And I swear to God, we were so lucky we dodged City. I was like, the fact that that game got rescheduled, I was like, because oh, I think Arsenal yeah. did what City probably would have done even worse, yeah. honestly. Yeah. The um, the I listened to a podcast with um, I don't know if you listen to many podcasts with Tottenham, but um, Flav from the Fighting Cock. He um, I do listen to it sometimes. I haven't caught the recent ones, but uh, yeah, I yeah, do he, um, yeah. He talks about Spurs and he, he talks about the potentially Conte going to a five a, a three five two rather than a three four three. Do you think that that would suit Spurs better, or do you think a fourth a three four three would? Um, no, I think I think you're right. I think that the three at the back, we've what for me, what it's clear is we've got three centre backs, and or I should say, we've got three defenders. We don't have five defenders. I should say, like when yeah. I look at the other two, Romero's a liability, but he's he, he shows some promise going forward. But to me, you know, in the derby, it proved that he's just got a stupid head on him. And I think the other side, Perisic, he's got a lot of experience, but he hasn't really shown much to me about being a world class defender. So I think. Conte's kind of relying on the fact that Eric Dyer's come good for a bit. Romero, even though young, quite hot-headed, he's showing signs of being a very, very good defender. He does put the shits at me sometimes, but I think he is a really good defender. And that third position, I think they're going to rotate it between that long lay and um, 
and Davis and that. But I think, yeah, in answer to your question, I do think we probably should be playing through at the back and maybe trusting those three and having a sort of five midfield. Because I think that the players we've got, are what seems to be this new type of fullback is attacking players, you know, and maybe, you know, they shirk sometimes a bit of defensive responsibility. But I think, um, I think he's better off doing what you said. I think he's better off going for more of a sort of three, five, three instead yeah. of because the attacking options are fine. And oh, I do yeah. think the middle and the two are a bit option as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, you mentioned, well, we there we mentioned Arsenal and the North London derby. We touched on it a little bit there. Um, I watched it live and I thought Arsenal were brilliant. And I, do you know what? I, I did think that Spurs came into the game. I thought they, you know, probably give it to Arsenal for a point in that game. But um, looking back on it as a result, because we know how big of a game it is for both sets of fans, rightly so, it's a big derby. How detrimental do you think that result and the fashion that it happened? How detrimental do you think that'll be in terms of how the season pans out now? I don't think it matters at all. I mean, I'd like to think so because that's, and I say this because, you know, obviously I follow everyone does. I follow all the outlets and what people are saying. And it's laughable, really, because it is a mirror image of what happened at the back end of the season, except, and I say this with a dig, our game got us the top four. Their game, you know, bought them granted seven points. It's identical. We were at home, 3-1. They had a player sent off for Petrons. It's like, I get it. Obviously, you know, you can only go by the most recent game. And obviously, I'm not happy by that. But this whole talk of, oh, you know, and that's what I kind of have the issue with is that it's not that big a deal. We've lost one game this season against the team that are sitting top of the league. I'll happily give Arsenal their due. They're playing well. But it, it sh- right, what I bet is, I better say this, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be detrimental. It should just be one game because in the day, Arsenal are at home. Of course, you know, it's the game of the season where they're really going to get revved up for it. And obviously Spurs were toothless. I didn't like it. And obviously I think, you know, obviously, you know, it's all ifs and buts. If he doesn't get that red card, I suspect we have a different game. But for yeah. some reason, it, he got the red card and it's a proof of the pudding that we did capitulate. You know, we did. As soon as we had that player off, I thought, why are we acting like a bunch of kids again? We could still just hold the ball up, you know, and try and maybe nick a draw at 2-1. But it was it was pretty much over by then. So I don't think in the long run it is going to be a... I don't think it's going to be too detrimental unless, unless it, like I say, the game last night was an indicator of we can't let our confidence get knocked like that because we are a very good team, you know. But we, are, we seem to be the last of a team in a certain echelon that still haven't done it, you know. There's teams that I think... I do put us in the group of the top teams... You know, and the fact of the matter is we just can't seem to get this thing off our back about winning something. And once we do, I think we'll be laughing because I think we'll, the confidence will ride us through. Definitely. I agree with you there, mate. Well, Charlie, that wraps up our questions for you there, mate. Thank you very much for your insight and your time. Uh, send my no, best to you, Beth guys. as well. It's great to see you, mate. We'd no, love nice to have you on, me on, guys. We'd love to have you on again at some point because we can pick your brains about Spurs. And not even Spurs, just... You can give you random football, your nonsense Hall of Fame, you know, you know. You yeah, yeah, give me some time to prepare. Send me a little, uh, give me a little bit of time to prepare and I'll make sure I get all my uh, good candidates for all that in as well, for sure. But Absolutely. cheers for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Brilliant, mate. Thank you, Charlie. See you later, mate. Uh, speak to you in a bit. Nice one, guys. And thank you to Charlie for coming on the podcast. And like we say at the end of that, he's always welcome on the podcast and we do appreciate anyone that comes on here. Uh, we're going to have Dan in the second after this question, um, talking about Warrington, but... First of all, Kyle, we've got a question of the podcast um, from Ryan, uh, friend of the pod. Um, he asked, uh, would you rather see your greatest rival, Everton being yours, um, relegated or win a League Cup? Should we? It's a bit It's a bit of a non-question for you, isn't it? I think. Is, well, we yeah, stay, I think it's probably we, because... We, 
last Sweet season it pretty much happened, didn't it? Like, yeah. Not far off happened. So, um, uh, do you want last season to happen? Essentially, I think that's the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what? I, it's one of those things. I think looking at it properly, honest answer. I would always, I'd always want to win a trophy. You know, I'd want to see my team win a trophy. It would be nice, <laughs> you know, if both can happen. But I don't think I'd ever want to see their misery more than our success. I think that's. Should I should I change the question for you then? I think that would you rather see Everton get relegated or win the World Cup? Because that's a bit more, bit more relevant, isn't it, this season? Oh, the World the... Cup. Oh, oh I, I want to see us win the World Cup. Yeah, I think this is what I mean. I think it might be a mentality thing with certain fans, and not. Well, I might mean this is a dig. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna take it away from that, but um, I think there are certain fan bases that do like to pile on misery and love to um, see the downfall of the rivals more because they don't really have a chance of doing anything for themselves. And um, so I, I don't really feel like I'm in that boat and I don't think you know many of our fans are. So I think I'd much rather see us just keep adding to our trophy cabinet and let them crack on doing what they're doing, um, especially with Everton. I don't I don't really care too much for Everton. It's It would be a funny, a funny little thing for a few weeks and then... Yeah, I don't know. I think I might miss the derbies. I don't know. I've, yeah, you don't want apathy for a team. Mm. I remember when I remember when we were in League One, and Burnley were in the Premier League, and we played a League Cup game, and nobody was asked. And I think that's the worst point of a derby we've ever had. Yeah. I think they beat us, but it was just like, okay, you're two divisions in between. And when we're in the Premier League for a spot, Blackburn Rovers, by the way, and Burnley are their rivals. If you if didn't, people didn't know um, that. When we were in the Premier League for so long in the in the sort of nineties and noughties and getting up to two thousand and eleven, Burnley were pretty much irrelevant to us and it didn't really mean anything. And we won a cup and a, a league in that time. And you know, I think to question answer the question, I think I'd oh yeah, I d- definitely would rather win a league cup. Jesus, like we we are. I, I, I've never seen us lift a trophy in our lifetime. So to to just see us. Oh no. Once actually, in fact, it was the first game I ever saw the Carlin really? Cup final. Yeah, really? <laughs> won that funny. one in 2002, but I wasn't really old enough to properly take it in. But yeah, to yeah. so win a League Cup, I think, would be the one, um, to be honest with you. I'd love yeah. to get an Everton fan's opinion on that question, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> revert it. Um, do we know any Everton fans? I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think Burnley fans, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, like what? I, what am we going? What am we going to have in the, on the podcast? Yeah, so Burnley are doing all right in the prim- in the Championship this season. I'm like, okay, I don't. Yeah, yeah again, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> but next, next on our on our schedule, we've got it written down here. Is Warrington, Cal, and obviously last week you talked about how you went to the Warrington game, and we had this sort of debate about how it was compared to a normal match that we went mm. to. And we ended up getting quite a bit of traction from the Warrington fans. Obviously, Will Stanaway. Is that? Yeah. It was yeah, the goal there. We got some follows from them. And it was sort of, it was a weird day because I've, I've never really thought about Warrington until that day. And um, obviously, we'll have Dan talk about the game in a second. But Cal, did, what is, what's the game of the week? Yeah, so it was a big one, really. And, you know, I was gutted I couldn't make it, to be honest. But um, it was Warrington Town uh, versus Warrington Rylands. And, you know, it's a massive, massive derby. And Rylands were promoted into the Northern Premier last season. Uh, so, you know, it was the first first fixture against each other. 
massive, massive game. It was the highest attendance of the season. I think they pipped one and a half thousand at Cantilever Park. Wow. Um, and apparently it was an absolute barnstormer. It was all going off, <laughs> good and bad. <laughs> you know, it, it, what, from what I heard of it, Dan will um, explain it. I just want to add as well, thank you to Dan Chilton, who I go to the Warrington Games with for... Um, he did a match report. He went to the game and give us a little match report how things went, uh, and you'll hear that in a minute. Um, but, yeah, it was an absolute barnstormer and all sorts went on, and you'll hear all about it in there. But, yeah, I found some of it hard to believe, but it's very non-league, I must say. Sorry, uh, is it? yeah. So I think we should we introduce him now and get him on. Um, just a question first, though. Who do you out of the Warrington teams? Because obviously there's two. Like, which one do you support? Oh, I'm Warrington Town. There's Warrington only one Town. team in Warrington. Yeah. Are they the bigger? Are they the bigger side? Would you say? Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's all sorts of little political Common. arguments that Common I don't want to get into. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think I'll just stick with. There's only one team in Warrington. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are they in your shadow? Are they just a? Small team in Warrington, is that what you did? Yeah, well, until the 90th minute, I don't know. <laughs> but oh, yeah, no. thankfully we was okay. So, yeah, right. we'll uh, introduce now. Uh, we're going to go over to Dan Chilton, who was live at Cantilever Park uh, on Tuesday night, watching Warrington Town versus Warrington Rylands. Evening, lads. Loving the pods. Thanks for having me on. So, last night I went to Warrington Derby, Warrington Town versus Warrington Rylands. This is the first time the two teams have met in over 40 years and by no means did it disappoint. After a very dominant first half performance, Rylands went into the break 2-0 up. Prior to the game, I was told that Rylands, a midfielder in that, as a normal goalkeeper, received a call-up for winging under-21s that morning. The second half was met with an early goal from the Yellows. It seemed a much more competitive side. The game went on and in the 80th minute mark, it was now 3-1 to Rylands. The last 10 minutes of the game is what changed it all for me. The constant atmosphere sparked another side to yellows missed in the 80 before. A deflected goal partnered with the 93rd minute equaliser seemed both teams take a point. A cold night soon heated up after the final whistle as Bo Dixon received the red card and Ryland's fans made their thoughts known. Thanks again Callan Don for having me on. I hope to link up with Carl to visit Cantilever Park soon in the near future. Enjoy lads. Thank you to Dan Chilton, obviously uh, the John Motson of our podcast at the minute um always welcome on the podcast as well as charlie from before we do appreciate both of them and um again guys thank you very much for coming on um and always welcome to talk about warrington guys if you if, if anyone has thoughts about warrington town fc versus rounds ft if you were there please uh give us a comment down below and always uh welcome any questions and gammon thoughts and um you know nonsense hall of fame you know the like you know you know as apart from apart from the Spotify, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. think you can comment on there. Can I don't you? think you can, no, no, no. Um, but Cal, we are coming to our, which is becoming our bit of our favorite um segment of the week. Um, <laughs> have you got yours ready? I am ready. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Random Footballer of the Week. Zat Knight. Juan Pablo Angel. Random Footballer of the Week. And that is our Random Footballer of the Week. But obviously, last week, we had... A random footballer of the week. Cal, who were the two that we had? Well, last week we had, yes, we had Andre Dizou. 
Yes. And Pascal Chimbonda. And you know. can you give us the um, the voting? How many voted and what was the percentage? Just I can get getting the percentages screen. up now. I but I do want to say I was fairly certain that um, I think we knew who was going to win it just as soon as it came <laughs> out. And sadly, I don't know if you saw by my reaction, I think we're going to go in one way again this week. What a player he is, by the way. Juan Pablo Angel. Um, on. So we're just getting these up now. Go okay. to our poll over on Twitter. Obviously, I, I did have two because last week we had Pascal Chimbon there nearly twice. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd have two players up for grabs and Pan Pan was second. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we have so 80% of the vote went to Pascal Chimbonda. And there he is. And there he is. There he is. Absolutely. There he is. And congratulations to Pascal Chimbonda, who makes it with Amiyazaki this week on our random footballer of the week. Look at that Polaroid picture. We've chosen out of the Tottenham, Sunderland, Wigan and Spurs. We chose the Spurs one because obviously he had a terrible time at Spurs. And I think he even wanted to leave <laughs> after like five games. So... Or maybe that was Sunderland. I can't remember which which yeah, one it, it was. was. It was um, also becoming a bit Wigany, wasn't it? <laughs> very Wigany, and he almost tried another Wigan player. To me, as we, I tell you what um, would be uh, what would be brilliant though is uh, when we get to the point where there's eleven on there. Let's see if oh, we can get a nice little eleven. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, that's an absolute. I, write it down. Write it down. This, yeah. this is how we get. <laughs> so I think our next our next segment is another one that is gonna stick around in its nonsense hall of fame but before we talk about our nonsense hall of fame we've got to talk about who won last week now cal have you got that up as well i've got that one up as well it was, it was a, little bit, a little bit a little bit tighter last week we had uh forest green owner dale vince who was battling out against mark lawrenson who'd just been sacked by the bbc um and it was a very very tight one and with 60 percent of the votes Mark Lawrence nailed it. And there he is, middle of the screen, looking lovely next to Harry Maguire. And I think, um, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to edit these on, on the screen if it gets to like 10, 12 games in. Are they just going to, how much, are we going to do the biggest vote gets the biggest uh, frame? Is that how we're going to do it? I think that's how it's going to have to be, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, Cal, who is your nonsense Hall of Fame this week? Right. So this was. Absolutely easy as this week. Um, I think a lot of people will be thinking the same. My nominee this week goes to the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, who has wound probably, I'd say, 90% of the country out of their minds this week with this ongoing drama with Anthony Joshua and, you know, the promoters. I could have put all of them in there, to be honest, but obviously you can only pick one, so I had to go with the one who ran his mouth all over Twitter and Instagram, and you just think, I don't know. I'm not going to go too deep into all the negotiations and things like that, but I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what happened. And yeah, he's just exhausted me. So it's got to go to Tyson Fury. Really? So I I knew that he was coming into boxing, but I didn't know he was going to Tyson Fury. And as soon as he said that, I thought, yeah, I mean, it's the perfect summarization of how nonsense it has been. And look, look at us above, above us, if you're on Spotify, I'm sorry, but it says talk nonsense. That is exactly what he's done. And I think that's the perfect summarization of nonsense Hall of Fame. Will he get there with 
Mark Lawrenson and <laughs> Harry Maguire. It's looking like a very white board right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a correlation there. <laughs> Christ, he actually, he, and to be honest with you, as soon as, because we talked about this before, and as soon as he said that, I was like, well, Christ, I've just got to think one now because that one, I just, yeah. What, because he, he, he backed down on his decision, didn't he? And then now he's back talking again with it, you know, like you say. Yeah, it's yeah, it was, it's pretty much what happened was obviously it was on, it was off, it was on, it was off. And the reality of the situation, I think it was never actually on. And I think that's the biggest frustration for boxing fans is that we fall for it every time. And I think it's the third time now where we've gone, surely we're not going to fall for it again. But they're still saying it's not 100% off and it's exhausting. It's either fight or don't fight. I'm going to leave them to it now. And if one day I get a little notification on my phone, it's a poster with them two on it. Happy days, but I still wouldn't even count my chickens. So yeah, yeah. Tyson Fury. I hope you get on that wall soon because maybe yeah, you... maybe if he gets on the wall, then maybe he can offer you a fight. Oh, Christ, yeah, I don't know about that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> leave him to that man versus mouse sort of situation. I think that Why is he six nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, he... thank you. What would you take him on stilts? Oh yeah, with stilts, and I just have. Boot him in shins a few times. Two, two footy, maybe. Yeah, finish him off. Yeah. The bigger they are, harder they fall. Dom, <laughs> who is your nominee <laughs> for the Nonsense Hall of Fame? <laughs> right, so I chose this today because I saw a tweet from him about six months ago when Nottingham Forest won the playoff final. And this predates that. So when Neil Warnock sent my nomination, who we, well, we'll talk about right now, he said that this player will either be a Premier League player or a non-league player. Okay, so my my nomination is Jed Spence because of the way he acted when they won the playoff final. Cigar in mouth. <laughs> Cigar in mouth, Bev in hand. And he quoted uh, Neil Warnock saying something like, look at me now, basically. And, and I don't think even Neil Warnock said anything bad. He said, you're going to be a Premier League player or a a non-league player, so he 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 clearly shown the talent in you, and I think he was just to kick up the ass that you needed to anyway. Anyway. But I think since then, he's played. Guess how many minutes football he's played since then? I, I cheat. I do know this. I saw it oh, before. Yeah. It's one minute of football, is it? One minute of Premier League football he's played oh since then, God. since signing for Spurs, and I think that is complete. An utter slap in the face, pie in the face, however you want to phrase it. And I think that's complete and utter nonsense on his behalf. I think the fact that he's just had an absolute, like I say, pie in the face <laughs> from Conte, and it's and he clearly hasn't shown him that he is Premier League quality right now. And I think last season, I don't think he had, he had a great season, but he, I think he was riding on a wave slightly. Um, he rejected a loan to a championship team, apparently. So I sort of respect that a little bit. You want to fight for your place. But since that tweet has happened, he has played one minute of professional football. Not Complete bad. and utter nonsense. <laughs> now, guys, our poll will be on Twitter today, Thursday, the 6th of November, uh, October. Uh, I've just got, <laughs> got the, <got> the, <laughs> the uh, months wrong. But they'll be on for three or four days, I'd say. Please follow us on Twitter. As you can see underneath me right now on YouTube, on Spotify, it is 
at Talk Nonsense Pod. Um, and leave a comment below who you think the um, the Nonsense Hall of Fame will be, and we'll add it to the vote. You know, we can sort of figure that out, sort of figures wise, can't we, Cal? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Give us but a Cal, chance. Who, who are the two nominees this week? Uh, two nominees this week we have Tyson Fury and Jed Spence. So, guys, get get going. That'll be much appreciated. Now, Cal, this never dies. This never absolutely dies. never dies. We are on our fifth week of, of the pod, second of the main series. I'd I'd say. I said that it wouldn't it wouldn't last the first week, and my god, it's not dying. It'll probably outlast us. It's just like Jean Luigi Buffon in professional football. Just it's not retiring. It's gammon thoughts. Are you ready? Gammon thoughts. It's not quite Brexit, but if you're here in the crowd, then you'll want to exit. It's gammon thoughts. Yeah. Maybe we should get someone to. Um, I think I'll, you know having Charlie on the show and his musical talents. I'm definitely gonna have to have a word with him about figuring something out for that. <laughs> what did you say? What, what, my, is my singing up right? Wait one second. <clears throat> oh, we could still have your singing. Okay, you ready? Oh, am I ready again? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Gamma thoughts. No, okay. No, no, no. Believe no. <laughs> <laughs> that. But we do have a big, fat, juicy gammon thought this week, don't we? Yes, we do, and it's from Rye, friend of the pod, like we say always. Um, it's a proper gammon thought. Just because you support a big team doesn't mean you deserve to be in the Premier League, for example. Someone to be there in the Prem. No. You need to beat everyone and get the points. That's literally how it works. Mm, I like it. I understand it. Um, I think it's a tough one because it, it definitely qualifies as a gammon thought for me because you hear it so often in, in the pubs and when you're talking about teams like that, especially when around cup time when you see, you know, you get drawn against a Sunderland or a Portsmouth. But I think, I don't know, when you see those, those teams, especially the ones when you were young, I think... I could name a few right now. So you've got Portsmouth, Charlton, Bolton, teams like that that aren't doing so well anymore. And I think they were such good teams and, I, you know, I have fun watching them. And uh, and I'll probably never see them in the Premier League again. You don't know, but it doesn't seem very likely at this point. And, um, yeah, so I, I think I, I do side with the Gammons a little bit <laughs> with oh, it no. because it's I do understand that there are some teams that you think, Oh, yeah. They were a great team. I enjoyed watching them back in the day. What's happened to them and things like this. But at the same time, it's very true. You know, you look at some of the teams that are coming up for the first time and teams that you haven't seen before. And yeah, fair play to them. So yeah, you've got to work hard. Of course you have. Everybody knows that. So I understand it. I'll give it a gammon thought. I'll give it a thumbs up. But there, oh, is, no. there is an argument oh. to it. Oh, really? Because I, I fully agree with this one, to be honest with you. Just, mm. just I think... The fact that I don't support a team that's in the top six or a team that is a city, I think I do agree with this one because just because somebody decides to live in a place doesn't mean that your team is the best. That, that's all I need to say, I think. Uh, Sunderland are a huge team, obviously, and uh, they got a big following. They probably have bigger backing, mm -hmm. but just because the people who... I mean, we all, we all watch that Sunderland till... Till I die, oh, documentary. Yeah, yeah. Absolute, they they're gammons. To be honest with you, absolute. Yeah, yeah. Getting the techno on the uh, the loudspeaker just to louder, get the crowd louder. Turn it up. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. So honestly, 
And yeah, yeah. So I completely agree with that gammon thought. And guys, mm. get your gammon thoughts in because I am one for keeping this on. Has it run its course, Cal? Um, I, th- I think it speaks for itself. It hasn't, and I don't think it will run its course. No, I think it's just going to keep going, which I'm fine with, and I enjoy it. I like the debate. I like where it's going as a feature, to be honest, because at first I think it was more of a, a quick laugh, whereas now yeah. we're actually thinking about it and discussing it. And like this one tonight, there are, you know, sides to it. and Yeah, I enjoy it. I think, I think I'm all right with it being there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that... Our nonsense talk is becoming a bit more scheduled and a bit more, you know, <laughs> formulated. Which is, I, I, are we becoming a podcast or are we just what is happening here? I don't understand what's the what's the crack. Here? I think it might be coming a podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At first, we're just two pissheads that like just talked on a podcast, and now we're actually got segments and everybody talking and we got guests and questions. So like we always say, we appreciate the questions and always comment below. Uh, like the um, YouTube says right now, uh, please comment, leave a comment below. We do appreciate them all. And Cal next week, I've actually got a government thought. So I will tease that one for you. Um, so it's not dead. It's not dead. <laughs> January, January, I'm just confirmed. He's playing his 43rd game. Yeah. It will. <laughs> Okay, so next up, we've got the quiz. Uh, Cal, have you got your questions ready? Because I know that I messaged you today and I was like, oh, we've not got the questions ready. Um, I've got my three. Have you got yours? I've got my three. I'm very excited. And going off last week, I think it's going to be another tight one. Uh, I've got a few tough ones. Got one nice little easy one in the middle. But, yeah, so we are one all from last week. And um, the format last week, I asked you first, would you like to change that or would you like to keep it as it is? Well, what format are we doing? Because obviously we drew last week, but are we just keeping it sort of the same format? If I get two right and you get one, is it three, two next week? Or are we? Yeah, I think, I think we'll so. do it like that. We'll do it like that. Yeah. Keep it a summary. Um, I'll have a graphic, a graphic up next week because uh, <laughs> I did forget. Uh, it's, it's a tight schedule and you know what? It's all right. We've got. It's all right. We've got. We've got full time jobs as well as this. But guys, um, if you've got any questions as well, I don't know how we'd actually do that. To be honest with you, uh, for this quiz, I don't think that would actually work, would it? Unless if we could get someone on and do a quiz live with them, and then we put them on the spot, we could do something like that. Anyway, I think maybe that. Yeah, that that would work if we get a guest on. Maybe next week. Ooh, guest next week. Oh, so we say guest next week. We'll leave that to the end of the pod. Um, Cal, you can go first. And ask you. Yes. Okie doke. Are you ready? No. (laughs) No, we won't be. Never. (laughs) Right, here we go. You have one minute to answer this question. Oh, yeah, we've got a one-minute time limit. Let me get a pen. There were quite a few ums last time, weren't there? (laughs) Yeah, they were like, um, 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 um. I still got it wrong. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. Right. Who won the Football Writers Association Footballer of the Year in the Premiership's first ever season? I've got a minute, have I? Yeah, so I'll give you no, till 38, 38, 38. So that's the 92-93 season? Yes, it is. By the way. If you, <laughs> you said the first season. The I want to win. <laughs> All oh, right, okay. United won that season, so um, I will go with 
Teddy Sheringham. So you've got to remember this is football writers as well, so they're all little different ones, aren't they? Uh, you're wrong. It was Chris Waddle. Uh, Chef Wednesday at the time, maybe. Mm. I don't know. I have no idea. But I, that's why I said United won it, so it's got to be someone not from United. And I thought yeah, Teddy Sheringham. Yeah. Okay, great. Nil point. Good start. Good start as ever. <laughs> um, Cal. Yes. How many teams were in the first ever World Cup? Oh, God. And you've got a minute. Jesus Christ. Uruguay won it, didn't they? Like they that did. says any. <laughs> There's one. Hold on. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> one. Who um, in that final? Um, I've got a timer here, guys, by the way. We're on oh, yeah. Seconds. It's going to be a random the first number. ever World Cup so. was in 1930, by the way. Um, uh, yeah. Probably around the same time as Everton won the first trophy. Last trophy, even. Ah, ruined the joke. You've got 20 seconds, Cal. So it's just a case of giving me a number. Yeah. Um, 15 seconds. 32. Stop. Right. Bit of a <laughs> bit of a uh, trick question. There was 13. Eh? <laughs> you wait there till was... next week, mate. Eh? You're getting it next <laughs> week. <laughs> so there was there was four in one group and three in the other three. And it was Argentina, Chile, France, Mexico, Yugoslavia, Brazil, Bolivia, Uruguay, Romania, Peru, USA, Paraguay, Belgium. There was only three. Um, well, it was one, two, three European squad uh, sides, essentially, and the rest were from the Americas. Absolute travesty of a question, so we'll move swiftly on. Right, okay. this is my easy one for you. Yeah, that was a difficult one, by the way. That was a, but you could have guessed. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't easy. Oh, what an odd number! Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, I thought it was twelve when I when I first went for the question. I was like, oh, it's thirteen. Let's see, man. Okay. Right. So this one is your easy one. Uh, Premier League goalkeeper who plays for Manchester City, Edison. I need his shirt number. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, it's clearly not one, is it? I don't know. I don't know this. How is this easy? I suppose it is easier than the rest. <laughs> um, fucking hell. Who are the goalkeepers? Does that even give me a clue? Um, Zach no. Steffen isn't there. He's at, a, he's at Middlesbrough, is he? I think so. They got the guy that they just bought. Usually the goalkeeper number is one, twelve, and like thirty. Edison is number I can't even I to be honest with you, the, the issue is City is so boring to watch and Edison never has the ball. Yeah. That we never <laughs> see it. So I, I genuinely think, I didn't know what number he was. I just I'm went through a few teams. Number what you went through a few teams just to get the weirdest? Yeah, I was just like, which one? What well, one's a bit dodgy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They've got a few city, get... by the way. 
I'm going to go with number 14. Incorrect. It's number 31. Oh, fucking hell. What a weird look. Hey, and also, I've, this, is just, this isn't part of the quiz. What's Phil Foden's squad number? Is it like 40... 47. 47. Was it Yaya Torre that was 42? Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, that was strange. They're bringing that Serie A style. That was my easy question, was it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, he just plays every week, doesn't he? (laughs) I know, but like, you know, okay, that's okay. Fuming. Quite happy. Common Dom L, that's fine. (laughs) Ratioed, absolutely ratioed. Right, Kel. Um, Who was uh, England's goalkeeper in the last 2014 World Cup game? Oh, God, because it's not going to... 2014. Uh, la, 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 la. It was 20... It's going to be the, the one that... Oh, no, it's not, is it? Because... 2014. I can't even remember 2014. Exactly. Did, was the, did we go out in the group state? Did we get through? Do you want me oh to give you that god. as an answer? I don't know. I... Oh god. Was tw- twenty ten was when Frank Lampard hit the Germany. Yeah, that was the um twenty fourteen. We played Uruguay in the group, didn't we? And that was the game, wasn't it? Wasn't Uruguay the last game? You've got twenty seconds. Name a goalkeeper. This, you've got about five to choose from, haven't you? Jack Butland. Oh. Sorry, Cal. It was Ben Foster. Oh, no. I like Ben Foster as well. It, was, uh, it wasn't against Uruguay. We lost against them in the first game. It was against Costa was that Rica. The first? Yeah, Costa Rica was in the group. And yeah, it was nil-nil. And we were out in the group stage in Brazil. Was, yeah. So I, I honestly thought that... I mean, in terms of our easy question so far... They're not easy, are they? To no, 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 no. <laughs> well, in fairness, they must have been last week because there was one all at this point. Do you want a nil-nil? <laughs> I think it looks that way. Parking the bus. Right. Absolutely. Oh, no. So this is an easy one, is it? Um, this, to be fair, this isn't that bad because he's, okay. you know, he's, a, he's a Premier League manager from, Can I 90 from years ago. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> right. Okay. Which Stop. three Premier League clubs has George Graham been manager of? George Graham. Three. George Graham. Is he the Arsenal guy? Arsenal? Correct. Spurs? Correct. Fucking random one, this one, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be a random one, isn't it? So he was a... He was at Arsenal first, was he? Or was he at Spurs first? This is deep 90s knowledge, isn't it? Because mm. it's got to be someone. Wimbledon. Incorrect, I'll give you one more guess. I thought that was a decent guess, to be fair. George Graham. West Ham. Incorrect, it was Leeds United. Oh, when was he? He was knocking. He was knocking around the door. I've not even got the the dates here. I just got them. Got the team. But yeah, Arsenal, Leeds, and Tottenham. So you did well there, to be honest. I thought yeah. the Arsenal Tottenham thing might have stumped you a bit, but it was no. I knew. I knew. Wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, the third one, yeah. That's that's a great question, to be fair. When was he Leeds boss? I don't know. I've not got the dates here. Oh, <laughs> At some point around that time. <laughs> um, right, so you can clinch it in the 93rd minute here. Oh. <laughs> or we could do a nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a free kick. I'm lining it up. You're... Uh... Who are you in the? Who, are, who if you were to choose one free kick player to score, who would it be? Um, I'm so biased, but I just every and, time it, I and you've won that question. Well done, Trent. I'll be Trent. Oh, here's this. Here's this for irony: World Cup final in Qatar. Trent Alexander-Arnold, 93rd minute, nil-nil in the final. Here I am. On with the question. Uh, okay. <laughs> You are. He's on the bench, probably. <laughs> Who was the first and only Premier League player to score from, can you guess a country? Tanzania. I've skied it over the crossbar. Um, <laughs> Tanzania. Right, I'll start the class. That's, now. that's really tough. I thought this is quality to be fair. I didn't even know this till I um, thought of it today. No yeah, clue yeah. at all of any fall. Um, do you want me to give the year when he scored? Oh, God, that'll probably make it worse. Go on. 2019. Oh, okay. You've got 38 seconds. Um... 2019. Tanzania. Oh. I've got a feeling he's not, he's going to have, like, I just wouldn't have expected him to be Tanzania. You've got 15 seconds, so you're going to have to name oh someone. Oh my God. Um, Abel Hernandez. No. Of course it's not. He also scored. Yeah, I mean, that's wrong, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> he also scored in that season's League Cup final. Um, it's um, Mbwana Samaka. Samata from from Aston Villa. No, nope, Samata? Not, what no. Samata were you? You know, remember that little joke? I don't remember anything about that fella. <laughs> no, it's nil. 14 nil. times, scored one goal in the 1920 season and also scored against City in the League Cup final. When they oh, lost brilliant. I made yeah. up for it. Carl, <laughs> um, what do you think about nil-nil? Um, I thought it was tough. Do you know what? I don't think... I think... They're all getting Yeah, they were decent questions. They were never I'm like, not... um, what uh, Dick size is like in Samata. Oh my god, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, yeah, no, that was good. I think it's it's just a case of, we've just got to sharpen up, haven't we? I think we've been poor anyway. Even the one all was poor. I, I know, and I, I thought I was better at knowledge than this, and mm. I think I am, but just, this throws me off with all the nonsense talk, so I'm going to blame you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um no, but guys, let me know and let us know what you got in that um, in that round. If you got any, to be honest with you, I think this was a lot harder than last week's. To be honest with you, yeah. Do we need definitely. to make it a little bit easier? Perhaps. Should we make three easy questions next week <laughs> for a nice 
exciting, yeah. thrilling three-all draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when two clubs at the bottom of the table like yeah. face each other. And We'd be like, higher up on match of the day, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, um, I think that is it for the pod. Uh, Carl, have you got any, any last thoughts for it? Um, I just really want to tease next week. <laughs> we've got oh, a guest. Yes, of course. Um, we, we've got a guest coming we, on next week. Are we allowed we... to announce it? Or is no, it confirmed? No, no we're no, not no, announcing no. it. Not but, a word. But we yeah. have got a guest coming on next week that we're really excited about. We've got loads to get stuck into with him. Um, loads of questions that I want to ask him. Yes. Um, I admire him a lot. And yeah, he's just a brilliant guest that we're made up to have secured and really happy Absolutely. to have him on. And I just also, I'd like to thank Charlie Skeggs and Dan Chilton for all their efforts today and everyone for putting the questions in, the gammon thoughts. Uh, it's just brilliant. When you help us, it just means the world to us. And, you know, it, every little thing that you do helps us. So it's made up with all that. Buzzing off the pod. Can't wait for next week. Absolutely. And I agree with them thoughts. I think that the fact that Charlie came on and he was quality, I'd love to get him on again. Dan, the same again with the Warrington quotes. Uh, he, he would, he's always welcome on whenever he wants to come on. Uh, it's an open book for him as well. And and yeah, I do appreciate all the sort of comments. And guys, comment below what you thought of the pod. Comment below. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. Um, I'm not going to do the the GIF right now. Is it GIF or GIF, Cal? GIF, surely. Or is it GIF? Is it GIF? Got to be GIF. No, it's oh, got to be GIF. I've just frauded myself out there. But um, that is it for the pod. So. Thanks, guys, for everything, and we will see you next week, next Thursday. See you later. See you later.